In today's episode, we're speaking to Andrea Swanner. Andrea is a wife to, and mom to five, multi-business entrepreneur, and a business nerd with a passion for helping female entrepreneurs in the wellness space, growing a thriving business. Let's speak to Andrea and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have the amazing, the beautiful, the charming Andrea Swanner. Welcome, Andrea. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about today. Thank you so much for coming, Andrea. Andrea, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So um, I actually have two business concepts. Um, I own a craft business. I am I have a creative side and um, I sell craft objects, craft supplies. I make handmade decor, but I've always worked in the problem solving idea gener- generating role as an employee. Mm. So I started a business consulting business um, about a year ago. So I have both of the sides, the strategic and the creative. Wonderful. So let's start with that. Uh, you know, you you said you were an employee. How did you end up having not one, but two businesses and two very different businesses? I suppose they, they play off with both each other. You know, the, the creative part is required for consulting part of your business, the other business as well. But they are very, they require different set of skills in terms of to market and sell, right? So right. tell us how you got into this and, and how do you take the leap? And this is a major one for most people listening to this podcast, because most people listening to the podcast tend to be from the corporate background and from the corporate background, so I attract similar sort of crowd. And these are highly intellectual people who either have made the transition and become entrepreneurs or are really um, are going through the transition at the moment, or those who are very keen on having their own businesses and you know, and they, they've been thinking about starting, starting their own business for a while. But it's very difficult in, in my experience working now with so many people to break free from the employee mindset and become an entrepreneur. It's a two, it's it's a complete different category of fish. So tell us how did this journey begun for you and where did you have the how did you have the courage to do that? Take the leap. I wasn't trained or taught or encouraged to be an entrepreneur. No one ever um, is about that. Very few people are. Yes. And I think yeah. I tried to give a different mindset or create a different environment for my children. But even when I was small, it's like, what do you want to be? Who do you want to work for? What job do you want to have? So that's all I ever thought of. Like, who do I want to work for? What type of company do I want to work for? I was a single mom, pretty young, had my first child when I was 20. And I knew that I needed to be able to provide for him. So like my mind just went into overdrive, like what can I do to make money? So I thought I wanted to be in real estate. 
mm, that didn't really work out. I'm a pretty strong student, but I made C's in all of my real estate classes. Um, so I decided to pursue business because that's very broad. And no matter where I landed, even if the role wasn't geared toward idea generation and problem solving, even if it was like a, a filing clerk, like I ended up in the role of how can we make this role better? How can we make these processes better? So that's the type of role that I started going after um, and always looked for jobs that didn't have a very tight box but allowed me to have some creative space mm. with the responsibilities and ended up in a manufacturing company um, that I loved. They created a position for me after I got my bachelor's degree and the whole role was problem solving idea genera uh, generation based on inventory and how can we uh, keep our inventory at the correct levels in um, built the job description for that, could do whatever I wanted to do as long as it kept our numbers where they were at. And then that company closed. So it actually closed. Um, by then I, I was having triplets. And um, so I'm going to stop you there for a second, uh, Andrea. Andrea, you've, you went through a period of time very, very early on at the age of 20, being a single mother. I, I, you just skimmed over like it was nothing, but that's not a small thing. So let's, <laughs> let's dive into that. How um, how does a 20-year-old, you know, deal with having a child? Because I've got, I've got a 16-year-old now, and I and I don't remember being, when I remember being 21, I was, I was quite mature as well, but I think it was a different, like, it's difficult for yourself. But when I see my daughter in like four years' time, she had the child. I can't even imagine her being able to look after herself, let alone a child. So how did you not only take on the responsibility for your child, you have no choice, you're a mother, right? Um, right? But how did you work on your mindset? How did you decide on what to do? And and just walk, talk me through that that 20-year-old dealing that with motherhood and single being a single parent and me being the, the sole provider as well. So that child um, will now be 23 in December and I cannot imagine him being a parent at 23. Cannot imagine. <laughs> Just cannot imagine him having a child. Yeah. But at 20, um, I felt very mature. I was always very goal oriented as far as my, my life was concerned. And I just really fit him into that puzzle. And like he he is the end all now when I have my son. He is the end all. Like everything I do is for him. And I really had to start building my life around him and reframing my life. And I remember a couple of days after I brought him home from the hospital, um, I'm standing at the front door. He's asleep in his bassinet and I'm standing at the front door looking out and it just hit me like um, he's not, his parents aren't coming to pick him up. Like I'm not babysitting. He's not a niece or a nephew or a cousin I'm looking after. Like he is mine. I am responsible for the type of person that he's going to turn out to be. I'm responsible for educating him, loving him. Um, like his whole future is in my hands. And that that really was the mindset shift that day. And it was almost like a, like a chill came over me. Um, like the old school movies, like where the screen would phase out, yeah. you know, and then it's back and it's a new screen. That's really the feeling that I had. And I had to build my life 
to support him. And as a single parent, I didn't want him to laugh because it was just because of the decisions that I made or because his father made. I didn't want him to go without. So I started stacking my life together like blocks. There were times that I worked several jobs to provide for him. My parents were, of course, a big help. I just built my life. I just took all of my goals and started stacking them on each other and looking at what that end was going to be and was it going to be a good end for him. Mm. And I just progressed onward that way. And I guess it's so easy to skim over that now because it wasn't really a thought. Like I had goals. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get my, at that time I had my um, associate degree. I was like, I'm going to get my bachelor's degree. Someday I'm going to get a master's degree. I'm going to have a house, my house for this child, not a house that I rent, not live with my parents. And I just started like running toward that. And um, later on, I ended up in the same situation with triplets. And that, that wasn't as easy. That was a lot more difficult having three little babies by myself and my son, um, and knowing so, that, so what was the age gap between the son and the triplets? Eight years. So eight years later, you ended up with having three children now, um, plus the, obviously the child from before, so four children, and all under ten, of of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a big thing. And people, people, only parents who have children, or people who have parents, you know, who are parents who have children, they understand what under ten means or under five means because they are a completely different responsibility. Teenage years are a bit different, but the responsibility as under ten working parents, it's a yeah, it's a it's a complete nightmare in terms of childcare. So ten, three, four children under ten, and now you're a single mother of four children. That was a very, a very difficult situation, a very dark situation. The plan wasn't to be a single parent, two triplet babies, but I had some health problems. About a week after I had the triplets, I had a stroke, and ended up in ICU. Oh wow! And okay. um, the triplet, the triplets were still in ICU because they were premature. So I'm in one hospital in the ICU, and the triplets are in a different hospital down the street in the ICU. And their dad comes to me in the ICU, stands next to my bed, leans over the bed, and kisses me on my forehead, and says, "This is more than I can handle. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to bow out. I can't. I can't handle this." situation I can't I can't help you I can't provide for you I can't be what you need me to be I wish you the best of luck and he leaves <laughs> he leaves wow. and a week before that um this manufacturing job that I loved so much the position that they created for me uh, a week before I had gotten a phone call from them while in labor at the hospital, letting them know that the company or letting me know that the company had been closed and we had all been laid off so the day that I got the little kiss on my forehead, I lost the father of my triplets. He decided we were too much for him to handle and no job. <laughs> and I see you, no job, no support uh, from the father of my triplets and had a stroke. Um, so that was a situation where like, it was truly all on me. Four kids, all on me, no job, all of these hospital bills, <laughs> four kids to provide for, um, at that time, I only had a bachelor's degree, and I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do to take care of all of these kids and get myself well and provide for us? And um, yeah, 
it was that was probably one of the most difficult situations like there's not really a plan or an example that you can look at that says well this person did that so I can follow that same path I don't even know anyone else in real life that has triplets like I've heard of other people that have triplets but I don't know anyone else that has triplets Uh, so my first concern was getting well and I finally finally was well enough to go home my mom and sister stayed with me helped me care for the babies And then later on, my mom stayed with me and helped me care for the babies. And then she had to go back to work. So it was my son and I caring for the triplets. Um, I remember there were times when I'm holding one baby here with a bottle feeding her. Then I have another baby on my lap, a bottle feeding her. And then my son's, you know, on the chair somewhere feeding another baby. It was (laughs) pandemonium all the time. Three babies crying, trying to care for my son. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I, I want to I stop and acknowledge you because I think as women, we brush over our superhero roles and our achievements exactly the way you just you just glazed over the two two most difficult areas or parts of your life because oh yeah that's we did that no 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 your companies are much smaller achievements getting through those phases of your life is a lot damn harder not only did you have to pick yourself up you had to pick up your still eight-year-old child mm-hmm um, you had to pick up um, emotionally and make sure that you're okay for the three new ones who are there because they do emotionally need you and they have to be fully present. And you had to figure out how to get back into full health, get back into looking after them, um, get on top of your finances, which is amazing. This is the one reason why I talk about money mindset all the time. Get on top of your finances because Anybody who says, oh, money doesn't mean buy you happiness, it does not know what the hell they're talking about because you need a damn amount, some amount of money to even smile. I swear to God, anybody who says anything about money, that I'm always defending it because you need money for food, for shelter, for clothing, for everything. Love doesn't feed your tummy. Simple as that. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how much someone loves you. It doesn't feed your tummy. Your tummy needs food and that requires money. Anyway. So, and you knowing you've got four mouths to feed with no mask and support you've got support from your family to a certain level they're not they're not made of money so you need to pick up the whole thing yourself i want you to stop acknowledge how big a deal this is not once but twice and anybody listening to because we you know we all go into this victim of like why me and well you know what's happening to me we all go through it i'm not i'm not denying that i think you know when i when i go through my you know my issues there are certainly something, not so much now, but yeah, older um, in previous times, there are moments, even if one or two, you're like, oh, what the hell is happening for me? Why me, God? Why, why me, God? When you listen to your stories like the one you just described, and I know we, we know you are doing fabulously well now, but that's okay. The, the storms you had to deal with have led you to be the person that you are, to be able to deal with your, your companies, to be able to handle the success that you have received now. And the reason why all of this seems so, you know, that's why I was, I was trying to unpack it from the beginning. 
you just glazed over like, oh yeah, that's happened because you're, it's just, yeah, I've dealt with it. But for someone else listening to it, it's a big deal. Uh, I want to congratulate you and just we acknowledge how amazing you are as a woman and as a mother. Thank you. Thank you. And it, it was a big deal then. I remember just lying on the bed when the triplets were babies and just not even knowing like how, what, what's that smell? How many days has it been since I've had a shower? It was constant, like feeding a baby, changing the baby, putting that baby to sleep 45 minutes later, again, 45 minutes later, again, running to get my son from school, helping him with his homework, making dinner, putting him to bed, feeding babies. I don't know how I did it, but I knew I had to do it. And I don't ever remember, there wasn't time. There wasn't time to cry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I did it. And I knew that I had my kids, my kids aren't ever going to suffer because of decisions that I've made. It's not on them. It's on me. And that's the mindset that I've had since I had my first child. It's not on him. He's not going to suffer because of decisions that adults made. And even more so when I had my triplets, they're all girls. And I, I want them to be survivors. I want them to be strong. So I can't be anything but strong. And um, I decided to go back to school when the triplets were babies and get um, a master's degree and then decided I probably needed two master's degrees in order to support all of us. So I did that. I went to school and got two master's degrees and a graduate certificate on top of that to support all of us. And I did cry. There were once I was in school with all of those babies and my son, there were nights that I did cry trying to do accounting homework and babies are crying and I'm tired. I did cry. It was a lot. There were times where it was a lot, but it was never too much that I couldn't handle. And I try to keep that mindset even now. For some reason, people think, and I thought it too, like once you make it to whatever that highest level goal is that you set, that it's going to be all gravy. Everything's going to be perfect and good. (laughs) No, the challenges continue to come. They're just a different level or a different type of challenges. I always try to, yeah, this is difficult, but it's not too difficult for me to handle and create a plan. I always try to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C in case those two plans don't work. And it never turns out the way that I plan for it to, but it always turns out. You just have to keep that positive mindset. But one thing that having this mindset that my kids are not going to suffer because of decisions that adults have made, I did fall into a very, very bad place in trying to provide for all of us um, in a job situation that I fell into into corporate. And I do say I'm a corporate runaway. I did eventually gain the courage to leave that situation. But having all of the children that I had to provide for, I fell into a place where I became very weak, I guess, where I tolerated things and put up with things that I wasn't suited for in order to take care of my children. And all of I think a lot lot of people do, women more so than men. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate, but we think, okay, I just 
deal with it or put up with it because I have responsibilities. Um, And especially as a single parent, you do have to, um, you know, bite your tongue a lot more and put up with a lot more um, rubbish than you would otherwise if you didn't have the responsibilities tying you down to that particular role. Yes, absolutely. And that's the mindset that I had. Um, how am I going to find another job as good as this? How am I going to make as much money as this? Let me just, let me just deal with it. Let me just deal with it so I can pay for daycare. Let me just deal with it so I can pay the nanny. Let me just deal with it so I can buy the house. Let me just deal with it so I can put food on the table. But at some point when you just continue to bury yourself, you lose yourself. And I ended up in that situation where I was lost didn't know who I was or what I wanted. I knew I had lots of money, <laughs> I had lots and lots of money, but I didn't know who I was or what I wanted or what was next, which is not like me. My whole entire life, I've always been very goal-driven, very goal-oriented and ended up in a place where I didn't even know what was next. I just knew um, the next morning I had to wake up and give it a shot. And that's it, just it. Like what? I don't know, just it miserable would go in the bathroom at work and cry for seven and a half years straight Monday through Friday and late Sunday I was miserable um and had to really dig myself out of that it was a deep deep hole that I fell into so how did you pull yourself out of that how did you get the courage to leave that particular role I transformed. I changed. I turned into a person that I didn't recognize and didn't like. Mm. Um, My kids, we couldn't even sit around the dinner table and have a good time. We couldn't talk about our day or anything like that. I didn't want to hear their voices. I didn't want to hear noise. Um, So they had to eat in silence. By this time, my husband had entered the picture. Like he'd have to sit at the dinner table with us and tell, tell the kids to be quiet because my, I couldn't, my nerves were frazzled. I couldn't take it. And I'd cry on the way to work. Um, have a, and the Dallas Zoo, if anyone that's listening is familiar with Dallas, Texas, that knows the zoo, there's this huge giraffe. Every day when I got to the giraffe, about 15 minutes from work, I'd have an anxiety attack every single day like clockwork. And that's not me. Like, I used to jump in the car and go on a road trip just for fun. But now I can't even drive to work without having an anxiety attack. And just crying all of the time and being miserable and not knowing what's next. That's that's not me. And then um, after my husband and I got married, like fighting with him over the silliest things. I'm not that type of person. And I really had to start looking deep within myself to like start picking things apart. Like what is wrong with you, Andrea? What's making you this way? What's making you lose your courage? What's making you... So miserable what's making you so sad and I started getting weird infections like I got an infection in my scalp um I got an infection in my nose like who gets an infection not like not a cold like my nose got infected <laughs> um and I caught some viruses and went to the doctor and they'd say wow we usually don't see these in adults so your body, we your, basically your body started breaking down Yes, my body started breaking down from the stress, but it took all of that for me to say something needs to change. It's not my kids. It's not my husband. It's not my personal life. 
what could it be? Maybe it's going to be the thing that has you in the bathroom every day crying all day. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's your professional life. So I had to pivot. I had to, I had to change. Um, and when it comes down to do you want to live? Do you want stress to completely destroy you? And I did end up actually having a second stroke during this time. Oh, wow. um, so it's like, do you want your life? Or do you want this job and this nice bank account? So I decided to pursue me. I decided to chase my passions. I decided to do what makes Andrea happy and put all these other things like making sure that my kids can have top dollar shoes versus making sure my kids have a mom that's there for them and that they can play with and joke with, like, which is more important. So I decided to be a better me. I mean, money is very, very important, and I, I, I always say this: a certain amount of money, though. I, you know, there's, you know, you don't need to have so much so that you are buying the designer clothing or whatever. That's just lavishness, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You can go for that, but if that's the cost at your health, then it's the price is too high. But I always I, say you need a certain amount of money, and for that, you need to make sure you have money to be able to pay for food and shelter, oh, yeah. or whatever. But anything more is a choice. And how you make it is is a choice. But you, I mean, as long as you, you you know you want a certain amount of money, you can make it through a corporate job, or you can make it through your business, or you can do some creative endeavor. It's just money will come to you as long as you allow it. That's um, right. And as but you need to know what price you're willing to pay for it. And sometimes in certain situations, the price is too high, as the case was with you and your corporate job. So let's wrap this up now. And so from so that's when you started your own business. Is that right? Yes. I pursued some things that made me happy and decided that there wasn't any reason why I couldn't have my own business and do all of the things that I'm good at, but do them for myself. So that's what I'm doing now. I have taken the things that I love, the things that I enjoy, the things that I'm good at, all of my passions, and figured out how to make profit from those passions. Awesome. Fantastic. So tell us, Andrea, if somebody wants to connect with you, how can you connect with you on the internet? I am always on LinkedIn. If you're a social media type person, I live on LinkedIn, love LinkedIn, love the conversations, love the forum. You can find me on LinkedIn, Andrea Swanner. And you can also find me on my website, thevaforcoaches.com. I'd love to chat with you. Wonderful. Now, if you're listening to us on the podcast, the links for Andrea would be in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, then down below in the description section, check out her um, her, her links as, as well. We will put all the links in her, obviously her uh, details and her bio as well will be there. Do check her out and see if she can help you with your business. Well, Andrea, it's been a fa- fantastic conversation. It's been an enlightening one too. Um, and another one of my, um, I mean, from, a, from one single parent to another single parent, I, I have your, the utmost respect for you. And I know the struggles. I think only a single parent can understand the struggles that another single parent goes through. It's not just the financial support you get from a, from your your other partner. It's the emotional, the the physical support that's so necessary, especially yes. with young babies. Yes. When children are a bit older, it's more different. But when the babies, it's a physical support too. You, there's only so much time. And I, I was a single parent with my daughter when she was eight weeks old from then onwards. And I remember it, with one child, I had, no, I had no one to support me, no parents or nothing. So I know how difficult it is even to ha- to find the time to go to the bathroom or take a shower. Yes. 
So uh, the utmost respect for you, my love, you've done phenomenally well, but we will have you back on Money Talkies and learn from you too. But today, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a and, pleasure. And th- it's been a pleasure too. Thank you for listening to me and Andrea today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.